everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a quick one for you tonight, probably not too much. Um, got a, some recruiting news at LSU football. Uh, basketball had a, a good win this week, and uh, LSU baseball opened up its season going two and one on the week, well, the pushed weekend, I guess I should say. Uh, they lost a game, but they uh, but they added one and still had a three-game series going two and one. We'll cover that for you as well and uh, anything else that might come up. But before we do, wanted to check in with the co-host to see how you guys are doing. Um, I don't know. It's like you, it's a nice little exhale after all the football stuff is done. But, uh, you know, basketball is gearing up for the postseason. And, God, we just teed off for baseball. So it's nonstop, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good to be with you again, Scott. And and I will say, like, I've been kind of – the basketball season, we've all talked about it. It's been kind of disappointing this year. It seems like they just can't put it together. But between the great win they had on Saturday uh, uh, at the PMAC and then three games of baseball, just getting LSU baseball back in the uh, – you know, back in the swing of things, it's feeling good. It kind of it kind of feels – it's not as great as football season. Like, it's never going to be. But I'm kind of feeling excited a little bit about LSU sports again. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Nice to see the, the Tigers step into the box. And there were some highlights and a couple of lowlights as well. But that was fun to watch. And then basketball poured it onto Auburn, so setting them up well. They're actually playing as we speak against mm-hmm. Georgia. So we'll be keeping an eye on that one. Uh, oh, that's but, right. It's, it's in Athens too, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, the Tigers mixing it up across the uh, sporting arena. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, uh, before we get into that, and maybe we could do some uh, some scoring checks in later as uh, as that unfolds, we could have some live reaction. But um, I did want to uh, touch on the LSU did have one recruit. Uh, so for that, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Daniel. It's like, you know, rec- after a signing day, it just seems like each week, LSU just, you know, even leading up to it, but even now, it's like each week there's been someone else that's that's been committing. So uh, you know, L- you know, LSU's doing their thing, or Coach O, I guess, is uh, is doing his thing. But uh, Daniel, who, who, uh, which Tiger did they hold? Yeah, so we got a commitment from Mr. AJ Johnson out of Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans. This was a guy that people have been kind of talking about for LSU for a while, but he actually, I think, was trending towards some other schools. He had Alabama and Florida State on his list, but yeah, he decided to stay home. Uh, 6'4 wide receiver, number 33 in the country. He's already our third wide receiver for the 2022 class. So that's something we've talked about as being a position of strength the past few years, and we're continuing to, to build on that. And he's got some potential big implications in the future, which I'm sure Tommy wants to talk about. Yeah, well, the, the quest in the uh, for picking up Arch Manning, uh, obviously, you know, Peyton and Eli's nephew, the son of Cooper Manning, who is uh, – also a great athlete in his own right until his career was stunted from a, a like kind of a freak medical condition, I, I think, yeah. um, you know, he's, he's the, the cherry on top that every program wants to add to their, add to their team and picking up two uh, early commits from his own, from his own class in uh, the borderline kid. Who's a, who's the left tackle for, uh, Archie or mm-hmm. Arch, I should say. And then now I think AJ Johnson might, is his favorite target too. Yeah. Well, actually not quite the same class. Cause he's 2023 and both those guys are 2022. Oh, but okay. But yeah, they still play with him. Though. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a good, that's a good, uh, a good pickup for LSU. I know 
I know that Coach O has talked to, I think, expressed a little bit of interest in Arch. I think everybody's interested in them. And the rumor is it, and I don't know if this is true or not, but for, I've heard from people who seem to know Arch, seem to know that he is an LSU fan, and he kind he, like he he became a Burrow fan last year. So I don't know if Archie, the the grandfather, will, will ever let him as a as an old Miss great, you know, will ever let him go to LSU. But uh, you know, if you bring in a bring in some of his best friends into the program and they seem to like it, there's that that increases your odds. Yeah, I mean this this guy AJ Johnson. He posted some Christmas pictures at the Manning's house with Archie and uh, Arch were there and all their family. So they seem to be pretty good buds. So hopefully they're going to want to continue to to take their talents to the next level. And we'll be seeing that whole Newman offense just transition into LSU. Boy, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I have a question though for you guys though, because I mean his dad went to Ole Miss and his uncle went there. Yep. So like, wouldn't that seem like the logical i don't know it's like yeah we, we could talk about uh you know possibilities but um like there's is there not a crystal ball on this already like he i think he he's one of like arch manning is one of the only players in that 2023 class that i think has a, even has a profile like i was looking at the at the uh at the thing uh yeah like you just pulled it up it, it don't even have yeah, they got all the 2023 rankings. He's the number five player in the country, um, according to 24-7. But is he one of the only players in Louisiana, though, that has, a, that has like, a profile at this point? Uh, yeah, they, they – I mean, with three years out, they don't have too much tape even on a lot of these people. So, Because most of them – I mean, most of them are not, like, Arch Manning, who started as a freshman in, in high school. Um, go back to his profile. Doing some good radio here. So <laughs> we can cut it out somewhere. So right now he's, he's, you know, being recruited by this, the usual suspects, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, he's got Duke and Boston college. you got to think, yeah, Ole Miss is going to be in there. Um, you know, maybe uh, like two months ago, I would have said Tennessee's in there as well. He, I know Peyton and him have, have been, you know, they've worked together. He goes to that, that uh, quarterback camp with him and everything, but Manning Academy. They, yeah. The Manning passing Academy, but with, uh, with the impending, like who knows what's going to, who knows what will even happen to Tennessee in the next six months as far as. Yeah. Nah. But I, I just feel like the way, you know, his, the, the pedigree and his family is just with the, I feel like he would just play it close to his vest until signing day. And then we'll all be surprised or we'll all go, yeah, of course he's going to Ole Miss. You know, I think, I think you're right. I think it'll either be Ole Miss or I, I don't think it's like Ole Miss, Tennessee and everybody else. I think it's Ole Miss and everybody else. I yeah. think that I think he's either going to follow in, in the family family tradition, or he's going to, uh, you know, there there's something to be said for making a name for yourself at your own school. You know, Peyton did it. He went to Tennessee yeah. and became a legend. Yeah. And uh, and and I think it was kind of a similar situation to where he wanted to. Go, he would have gone to Ole Miss, but it was there's some sort of they were in uh, trouble with the NCAA, I think, and he felt like he couldn't win there. <laughs> right. Go figure. Um, I mean, that's uh, but anyway, um, uh, I guess to uh, to bring it back around to uh, to our focus, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, it's obviously still plenty of time, way ahead of ourselves, but uh, I guess that's what we do. Uh, but to uh, to bring it back to uh, to our game, uh, LSU basketball, they only had that one game, but it was a good one. I mean, it was a really great home win against Auburn. I would say convincing. Uh, you could say it was one of the most convincing wins this season. Um, 
but I I don't know how that changes because you know they had they had that the um, that last loss and uh, you know they they had seems like they're building some momentum. I just don't know if it's fool's gold, you know. Yeah, it's like it could go away at any minute, or it could just go away when they face some stiff competition. Uh, but I guess that remains to be seen. If you guys, I don't know if you guys saw the game, but uh, you know, what what do you think about it? I thought that was the best game they played all year by far. But you know, bar none, it was that that was a completely different team in my view. Um, seemed like everybody was able to put it together. Cam Thomas had another great, great outing. Jamar, uh, I mean, not Jamar, Jamar Chase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Javante Smart looked, uh, looked great. And Darius Days, who I really think is the glue of this team, um, you know, fit his role perfectly. But uh, can they keep it up? I don't know. That's, I would almost say no, because one, Auburn's not a very good team. They're one of the, one of the bottom of the SEC, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and just their track record has not been good. They're spotty at best. So I hope that, I hope they're putting it together. Maybe this is the start of, you know, maybe this is the start of that team really gelling, but, you know, 70, 80% of this season would tell you it's probably not. Right. Yeah. I caught like the last 10 minutes of the game. I had something else going on, but they were shooting well in terms of like field goal percentage, what they struggled uh, at times with just ice cold, just lobbing it up and bricking. Uh, But when you hang 104 points on a team, uh, it can't get much better than that, especially in the college game. So yeah, everybody was playing well. Uh, Trina Watford had a double double, like you said, Cam Thomas to 27. So I think, yeah, Will Wade's kind of hopefully righted the ship a little bit. They had that stretch in there. They were like one and four in the middle of the of SEC play. And so this is good. And then hopefully they'll uh, continue against Georgia here. And they got a big matchup against Arkansas to close out the season mm. uh, later this week as Which, their season finale. And Arkansas has been a spoiler for a lot of the best teams that they beat. Um, did they beat Alabama? Yeah. Arkansas beat Alabama. They're currently ranked number 20 in the country. So Oh, actually, no, they have Vanderbilt, excuse me, uh, next week. But, yeah, Saturday, Arkansas, that'll be a statement win um, if we can pull that together at home. So that'll be one definitely to tune into. Did we move up in the uh, in the, the projections after that win against Auburn? I was looking, and we're currently still sitting at a seven seed, um, which I guess actually – That's because yeah, we were eight last year. Yeah, week. we were eight yeah. seed before. So seven, ten is fine. It means you don't have to play a one seed in the second round if you do win, although you still have to play a two seed, but whatever. Uh, yeah, and then I could see us moving up to even like a six if we close out these last few games uh, well. And then we're just outside the, the overall top 25 rankings. And so, yeah, good good on the, the Tigers on the court. Will Wade always fired up doing his thing. Yeah, well, if he can, if they can win against Arkansas, that'd be good, obviously, for, you know, the win against a good team that's already ranked. But it, it helps them in the SEC because I think they're right now they're currently tied for second place in the sec mm-hmm. i mean again i don't know if that really changes anything but i guess it's just a point of pride maybe um but seating in the tournament yeah yeah that too because you know once they face out like who who they face in the sec tournament could could determine how far they get um but because uh, I, I know they're just they'll probably run into a buzzsaw if they have to face alabama again but um you know if someone else beats them then who knows i, I don't know if the sec's announced whether or not they were going to opt for the regular season title or the conference tournament title holder to get the automatic bid. But uh, I mean, that would be, I, I think LSU is in regardless, but um, 
I guess, like you said, seating seating can be important down the road. But um, yeah, good on them. We'll see what they do. What do we have a do we have a score right now, or is it? It's probably just tipping off, right? Uh, they're they're down by four right now, eighteen to twenty-two. Seven minutes left in the first half, so pretty tight. Georgia got a little bit of a lead. Hopefully, they can pick it up later. Who are they? Yeah, the house? Cam Thomas has ten of the eighteen points, but he's only three of eight from the field, so. Uh, hmm. It's okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we also, uh, I don't know if you guys were able to keep an eye on LSU baseball this weekend once they opened up, but I think a good weekend overall. I mean, the 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 loss to Air, the second game against Air Force, they, they ended up losing. Uh, you know, it was a little disappointing, but I mean, if you, if you look at it, you can kind of see why. Um, I thought they came out of the gates great. You know, I had a, a nice six to one win. Um, everybody looked good and it was just, it's always good to start off, uh, the season at a box with a win. And I think they've done that. I don't know how many times in a row now it's, it's, it's a pretty extended streak. Um, I don't know if we have a stat, <laughs> let's get our stats intern on that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good win. Tommy, you, you, I think you saw some of those games, right? Yeah. How, I watched- how was it watching them up the first one? I mean, I, I think uh, the the main you know thing everyone was waiting for was how Jaden Hill would pitch, and didn't he? Didn't he have like four strikeouts in the first two innings or something like that? Yeah, they pulled him after like the fourth inning, right? Yeah, or fifth. So I mean, he he was uh, he looked to be pitching as well as everybody thought he would. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's throwing gas and everything, and then Arsenal pitched the next game, play, pitched well. Uh, and then and he made up five innings um, yeah. and he, they took him out. He, he didn't have any earned runs at that moment, but like there was a couple errors and that's, that's pretty much what sandbagged the Tigers for, I think game two against Air Force. Uh, but he, he was credited to some unearned runs, but still, I mean, five scoreless innings. That's like, that's, that's over half the game. That's what you want out of your starters. Yeah. And then uh, we, and then yesterday, you know, Labas. Uh, Labas. Labus. Labus. Yeah, I think, isn't it? Yeah. AJ okay. Labus. Labus. Um, he kind of struggled a little bit, but I think everybody kind of thought he, you know, he, he's not, he's not supposed to be the, the real ace. Like I don't know. And uh, that's where LSU's bats really needed to pick up at the beginning of the game. They really couldn't, you know, for the first five innings or whatever they were down, I think they were down six, two, six, one, something like that. But uh, then you get a grand slam from, uh, Duga and a solo shot from Cruz. And, you know, I will say <laughs> me and Daniel were watching. It was game two, right? Yeah, it was game two. <laughs> Tommy goes, you know what? I don't know if Dylan Cruz is really all that. We had talked about him on the pod a couple of weeks ago. It was like one of the highest ranked high school recruits. He's like, I don't yeah, know if well, he's I all just, that. Wait, let me, in my defense, you know, he'd, he'd been hitting okay. He did, but he wasn't, he wasn't absolutely showing out the way he did yesterday where I, I think he went three for three with a home run and a, and a couple RBIs yesterday on, on in the first game, I think he had, I don't, I don't know exactly what his stat line was, but he, he had some good hits, nothing incredible. You know, he's just looking good. Um, but then next game. Yeah. So on Sunday time, he's like, I don't know if he's doing that good. And literally like two seconds later, the next pitch, he takes it deep out of the park. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, it wasn't, I mean, it was a missile right over the left field fence. And I was like, uh, you were saying, yeah, I think you heard me talking about him. Yeah. He sparked the rally. I kind of did. Yeah. That's all right. Um, but yeah, man, what, what a, uh, just thinking of, uh, Dugas and like his first plate appearance of the year, 
is a grand slam. Mm -hmm. That's, that's got to be an amazing feat. Uh, I, I felt, well, I, I wanted to mention it later on, but there was, uh, there was one guy in college baseball, his team, you know, they just had one of those innings where you just, you're scoring double digits, but his first two college at bats, and this was a freshman were both grand slams. Oh, wow. You guys see that? Yeah. It was, it was some smaller school, but wow. Like what are the, what are the odds of that? Like, I, I don't think that could ever happen again. Like two grand slams in one inning. I, I should add one yeah. inning. That is, that is impossible. Basically. It's two more than I've ever hit in my life. So <laughs> yeah, well, you're only two behind, but, but still, uh, <laughs> like, you, you can see him running around the bases. He was fired up. Oh yeah. He was fired up. Like, yeah, I don't think he was going to complete the base path. I, I, I honestly thought we were going to have one with, with uh Cruz because he had bases loaded yesterday too. He ended up walking, I think. But um, oh, yeah, he walked several times. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to walk a lot. The well, the interesting thing is just how great his plate discipline is. Like when you're when you're Dylan Cruz, the highest rated position player, I think in the in the draft, like that he was the highest rated. No, I'm sorry, he was the highest rated position player to not go to the MLB. Yeah, he was drafted. College. Yeah, he's in college, the highest rated position player. Um, and uh, and for him to to walk as much as he does and not walk like they're not intentionally walking him he's got the plate discipline to sit there and, and wait for his pitch and if they're not going to give it to him he'll say okay i'll take your base so i think that's something that'll really help us because it seemed like uh you know last year we we struggled offensively uh well for the short period of time that we played Definitely um too. and for if we've got a guy like that who can he can knock the cover off the ball he's got all the power in the world he's uh you know, see, he can take it opposite field, which he did uh, on Friday, I think, or not on Friday, on Saturday. Which yeah, yeah. He took yeah, it opposite. He, yeah, it was like in between uh, center and right. Mm -hmm. So he's he seems to be like the real five tool player. Um, they they compare him to Mike Trout, which is correct. Which is a I, I I could because oh my god, have you seen his legs? They look like sequoia trunks. Oh, he's he, a big guy. Yeah, dude, just looking at him run, I was like, what What does he have in his in his legs? Because they just <laughs> – he doesn't miss squat day. You can tell. But, I mean, he was already voted, uh, you know, all-freshman SEC. I mean, I think for the weekend, he – like his stats were – he went like 7 for 15, had uh, had two home – no, three home runs. It was just insane. Yeah. His first outing. Um, got, got to feel good about that. I mean, yeah, if that's if that's what we're going to get for the next three years, I think LSU, if they can just put eight other guys around him who can be okay, <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it seems, I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of when we had Alex Bregman. Like, when Alex Bregman was playing, everybody knew, like, this guy is going to be a star. Like, this guy is going to be a big-time player. And it just, you know, you just got to put the pieces around him. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only kind of dark spot on the weekend was when they kind of choked the game to Air Force. Yeah. And the second one gave up three runs in the ninth inning. I think walked like three out of four batters uh, and then walked in. Yeah, two runs or something like that. That was kind of rough to watch. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, that's going to happen. But, yeah, you hate to see it because it's like, you know, it's one of those games where like y'all can have this easily. Uh, but you just you beat themselves. You shoot yourselves in the foot. Um What's amazing to me and something that, that I remembered while watching like these three games is like, I think baseball, like I think college baseball is the closest sport that it looks the closest to like high school. 
Like I, you know, you watch the product of like college football versus high school football. It's not even, it's not even close. Same thing with basketball. Like, I think there's, there's a, there are things you can do in, in high, you can get away with in high school baseball. I mean, in high school uh, sports that you can't get away with in college sports, but like watching both LSU and Air Force take advantage in two, in the two different games, take advantage of just walking, walking runs in, you know, taking, taking bases on, uh, on pass balls and stuff like that. That's like, I mean, in some ways that's like the bread and butter of a high school team. You just make, try to make less mistakes than the other team and take what, take what the other, take what, you know, your opponent gives you. If they're going to walk you the whole time. Okay. We're just not going to swing and we're going to take as many runs off the board or on the board as we can. You don't see that in major league baseball. And no, I feel like that's no. just an interesting thing to think about. Like the, the, the stark difference, because I don't think there's an equivalent of that in college to NFL in, in football. Yeah. I mean, you'll see some occasional like boneheaded plays, but it's yeah, not really the same uh, in baseball. And then one person can make a difference. Like you're seeing an 18 year old Dylan Cruz step up and, and hit homers. Like, I mean, he's going against way better pitching right now, but uh, if you got the talent, then you can make, make that happen. Yeah, but I agree. I think I, I see what you're saying, Tony. Like, as far as the transition from from high school to college, I would say, um, you know, in some degree, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a talent level thing. Like, what it takes to make it in college football and basketball compared to I don't know, say baseball. But it's, um, I don't know if it has something to do because in in Georgia, like I knew a guy. We were in middle school, but he was playing with the high school team. Mm-hmm. He was on. I don't know if it was like the JV or whatever, but he could play up. And I don't know if it if that's po- if that's possible everywhere. Then that why that might be why they're you know is there less of a maybe a, a talent gap or or perform you know like a, a gameplay gap as you're talking about because if they can all play together earlier then you know they're they're all on the same level earlier I would think. But it's so you're saying almost like because you can play because most well it also has to do with development too like an eighth grader is going to have a harder time starting against seniors in football than they will in baseball correct you can put an eighth grader in right field and he can compete as well as a senior but if you put an eighth grader at right tackle (laughs) he's he's gonna have a hard time right yeah and it's not like a a there's not never really any physical one-on-one uh play unless you're like you know running to the plate for an out at home you know everything else it's just it's individual Mm-hmm. All right, you know, can you hit this guy's pitch? Can you beat the ball to the base? Yeah, it's, it's it's like that. So I think like what you're saying, the they're able to develop um, much easier uh, in transition from high school to college for that. I think too. But uh, just to bring it back, um, I don't know. Just the fact that they have this guy, and if he is the next Alex Bregman, uh, that's great. I don't know if he's going to be going to the batting cage at midnight like Alex Bregman was, but uh, from what we saw, I don't know if he has to. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just like uh, he could just be the natural, just that guy. He, he sure looks like it. He looks right. like the real deal. I mean, I, I called him out, <laughs> and and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this for you." So, mm-hmm. gotta prove the haters wrong. Yeah. Um, at least, at least uh, one of us on this podcast is willing to admit that they that they questioned the greatness of an LSU player and that he proved them wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> never made any bad productions on this podcast <laughs> or otherwise yeah none daniel, of us have. daniel still thinks burrow is a bust i mean did he win rookie of the year no was he allowed to compete for it no he was injured come That's on true. it's true 
Who was injured? He anyway. was my rookie of the year. There you go. Yeah. He uh, was the talking Tigs rookie. No, actually, I think Justin Jefferson was the talking Tigs rookie of the year. Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would go with that. Um, just because he could, just because Burrow couldn't play, and because he got robbed from uh by Herbert. <laughs> right. Uh, we got a we got a. Well, it looks like George is up ahead by like seven now. Yeah, thirty three twenty four up by nine. Not good. We're seeing more. Well, we were we were down against Auburn, uh, at the beginning of that beginning of that game. Then we, mm. we basically scored unanswered almost. Yeah, I mean, they were running away with it before halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just to finish up with uh, baseball, I mean, they, they started out great. Um, being they, you know, they got their usual midweek in-state game. They're going to play uh, actually in Lafayette against UL on Wednesday evening. Oh, God, I'd love to go see that. <clears throat> Uh, then they have Youngstown State uh, this Friday and Saturday. Um, and then – Is that a Polini coach, Youngstown State? Did you I, was, I, that? Was, I was trying to think <laughs> of a reference, but no, nah, there's <laughs> – The Penguins um, are coming to town. Wait, aren't they, aren't they the Penguins or the Polar Bears or something? I don't know what they are. Youngstown right, State, give me two seconds. Idea. Well, it looks like they have a, a double header. Like Saturday they're going to play Youngstown yeah, State. Yeah, they are. Youngstown State is the Penguins. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but then they'll play Nichols State as well this this weekend, uh, um, and then uh, you know then it's off and running. Like they don't even get to uh, SEC play until like right around March Madness time. It's like March nineteenth is when they play Mississippi State. Then that hits the meat of the schedule. I think up until now though, it'll be a good judge before they get there, because you know they got some some games in different you know all around the place, uh, and they're going to be at the box, but they'll play all the in-state games, and they're going to play Texas. Uh, you know, against Baylor. And then, uh, so I don't know. I think what they do between now and then is good. I mean, it, was, it was, wasn't good to have that loss, but, uh, you know, you got to have some perseverance. You got to gotta be able to handle situations. So uh, I'd say it's an overall good start, uh, but we'll see probably in the next, I'd say, couple weeks, you know, after they get some of these two and three game series out of the way to see how, you know, like they're just, they work in like a regular rotation. Because you know, once they hit that SEC schedule, man, it's it's all about it's all about your rotation and just taking two out of three. You know? Yeah, and and that's I guess that's that's the thinking of you know you get Hill and you get Arsenault. Those are two of the Hills. I, he's the best pitcher in baseball, they think, right? He's he's going to be the best pitcher in this draft. I would I would definitely out of college, and then uh, so those two guys give you a chance to win almost every time they hit they take the mound. And like you said, if you can win two out of three, great. And then, you know, hopefully uh, Labas or Labas uh, will give you, uh, it will, will at least keep you in the game. And, you know, that's where you can rely on Dylan Cruz to, to do the rest. Yeah. And, I was going to say, I think it'll be a little bit interesting how they kind of work Jaden Hill up to speed because they saw they pulled him after, what, like five innings. Yeah. And so he's used to being a reliever. He can't go, like, the full time. So that's probably why they're doing a little bit of, like, load management, I guess, to where you can't ask him to pitch nine innings right off the off the rip. So see if they kind of ease him in, like, five. Okay, can he go six? Can he go seven? Like, that type of thing. Or if they kind of keep him as just, like, four or five, like, bang out innings and then just let your relievers take the take the yeah. That's what they did with Zach Hess. I think. I mean, they were never going to leave him in for seven innings. Uh, I mean, but you know, same thing. 
Well, the other thing though, is I also, I think Maneri was using this weekend and you're probably going to use a lot of these kind of tune up games as what they are to, you know, you saw a lot of relievers, you saw a lot of changes in the field. A lot of people, you know, Helmers uh, started at third, I think the first two games. And then you saw, um, is it Thompson? Yeah. Thompson come in. So I feel like everybody's going to get a chance to, to, you know, he's going to work in a lot of people and give people a lot of experience. You saw a lot of pinch hitters, you know, freshman pinch hitting um, just to, you know, get good reps in. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited about this baseball team. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I got a good, I just got a good feeling about it. Um, they look like they got some energy. They look, you know, look, it's a fun team to watch. Obviously Dylan Cruz, you never know what's going to happen when he comes up to bat. So, right. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I mean, it's only the first weekend, but I've already heard the reference thrown out there. So I'm going to ask you. Are we bringing uh, back Gorilla Ball? That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Yeah, I mean, they had, after that grand slam, they had a next, they had a home run at the next at bat, you know? And so it's just, that would be something. Because, um, man, that back in the day, that was, I think that's what started the whole title run is Gorilla Ball, just hit after hit after hit. We just get, we got to bring back those old, the old aluminum bats. Take it back to BESR because with these BB core bats, they basically play like wood. Yeah, you don't get that. You don't get that nice ding anymore. You know what I mean? You just get that. Hmm? Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I will say, I kind of, I kind of playing a little bit of third base myself, especially during the BESR days because they uh, they changed that when I was a f- sophomore, maybe. Um, yeah, when I was a sophomore. So be, playing third base and when you're when you're asked to creep up on the you know on the grass and the, and some guy uh hits a missile at you it's pretty scary <laughs> so so i can kind of understand that because i think they were saying like some of the exit velocities on these uh, on these balls hit it's like impossible for you to react like it's hit so hard yeah um oh, so yeah. i can i can kind of see that but it was a little bit more fun when you could just just hit dingers all day. Exactly. Well, no, I wasn't saying I was hitting dingers. I was saying that the gorilla ball. Oh, well, I... no, I was saying it was scary. <laughs> we had this, we had this, this huge, when I was in eighth grade, Daniel, you remember Alex Laval? There's this guy. He's massive. He could, he hit balls. I mean, it must've gone, you know, 600 feet like he just it was like it was like that cruise ball it's just a missile and i remember him taking batting practice and they put me at third and i was just shaking because i was like if this guy hits a line drive i'm dead yeah it didn't feel good I've, I've been popped in the mouth before i had to get a root canal oh really yeah did not feel good i i couldn't i was afraid to like close my mouth the rest of the day because it was just it was just pulsating so hard mm. uh, yeah just to get a root canal if you've ever had one it's, it's a long process if they you know, uh, goodness, but, um, yeah, it doesn't feel good. And, you know, you pick up a baseball and you feel, I'm like, eh, this couldn't hurt, but it's coming at you like a hundred miles an hour off that bat. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like, you can't even judge, uh, like distance, closing speed, anything like that. It's just, just a white blur coming right at your head. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any other, uh, any thoughts on baseball, basketball, anything? Cause uh, I think that was about it for this week. Uh, I don't know if you I, I will say a different we we not not an LSU tiger, but a different tiger. Uh, tiger Woods was in that bad car accident. Uh, that was this morning. 
Yeah. Well, it was this afternoon, I think. Or was oh, it this morning? I, I heard about it this afternoon. I think it was like early this morning in, in LA somewhere. Yeah. So praise yeah, up to, to get, him. Yeah, they had to get to Jaws of Life. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw the picture. Of the, did you see the picture of the car? Uh, yeah, yeah. It looked bad. I mean, it, well, it looked bad, but it didn't look like it wasn't like a crunched up tin can. Like you could tell it was a, you know, a, looking a SUV type looking vehicle. Yeah, uh, the the one the one that scared or the I guess the the information that scares me is they said he had like some serious leg injuries. Yeah, to, uh, has to go through surgery. So I think he's I in know. surgery right now. Oh, still. Well, I don't know. He might be out by the last report I read, like probably an hour and a half ago, was like from the sheriff saying like he's in surgery. So, mm. uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He just had surgery on his back too. I think he wasn't going to make the Masters, but to have that happen now, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he can play again. But um, like you said, prayers up to him. Hope he's okay. Uh, I don't, Dan. You have any uh, last thoughts before we head out? Uh, no, not really. Um, I can give a shout out to my, my uncle, my cousins. They were behind the plate at the LSU oh, yeah, baseball games. You could see them on TV sitting right there. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Hopefully I can get one of those tickets for later and I'll get some, uh, live on field uh, reporting. Was but, that uncle Mike? Uh, no, it's, uh, my, my uncle no. on my mom's side, he goes in with uh, a friend of his on kind of the expensive seats for the, the baseball game. They got two. Uh, so I'm glad they were able to get the tickets because I think they had like 25% capacity or whatever. Uh, but yep, looking forward to maybe going to a game or two with them later this season. Cool. Yeah, if they're sitting behind home plate, maybe we should get them a talking tigs polo. That'd be actually kind of cool. <laughs> the free advertising. I'll send, I'll send it to them, sure. All right. Well, um, I think that'll just about do it for us here on Talking Ticks. Hope you all had a good week. Hope LSU uh baseball and basketball continues to have a good week as well. Uh, and we'll have uh, all that news for you next time. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Ticks.